Welcome back to the Bold Call Fantasy Football Podcast. We're talking best ball quarterback strategy for 2022. Let's do this. All right, we are in the heart of best ball season, and we're talking quarterbacks. Quarterback strategy, it's 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 not that sexy to talk about quarterback rankings. I think uh, it's a position group that not too many people give a lot of thought to. But quarterback strategy is really, really important, uh, Shane, especially in your best ball leagues. And we're going to break it all down for you right here, right now. Um, focus on underdog best ball strategy. So, Shane, what do you think is the ultimate sort of cheat code. This is the most old school cheat code in fantasy football, right? Regarding the quarterback position. There's two things. There's two things. There's a newer cheat code and an older one. You know what the original, the OG cheat code was for fantasy football? You wait for your damn quarterback. That's right. You know how I won all my leagues or I just crushed leagues from about 2007 to about 2014 until this trick got figured out. It was just wait on the quarterback position. Just wait. Just wait. Be the last one to take a quarterback in your season-long league. That has not changed. It has changed in the sense with the rise of Superflex. Superflex changed. And I only recommend ever playing in a Superflex league. That's it. Because of the cheat code. It's too easy. But if you're still in a non-Superflex league, take advantage. You want to be Kevin, honest. do you even play? In, like, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think I play in a single non superflex league anymore season long not the only non quarter or non superflex would be your underdog best balls that's it uh that's primarily it or or nffc type type leagues if if they're that way like some of the high mm -hmm. stakes um leagues that are run by companies that are more in a tournament style they're still like uh, nffc is not best uh is not superflex it's nope. it's standard so yes and i still cheat code it last season i told everybody jalen hurts pick uh qb12 to win your league, I mean, you listened, Shane. I could see by the that by the victory. I I was right on there with that bandwagon with you, brother. I've been yeah. touting Mister Hertz since day one. Love Jalen Hurts. He wound up as QB. Now that's my, the second part of my QB strategy that takes us into it is legs. I love the crazy legs. I like quarterbacks that run for touchdowns. So number one, I want to wait on the quarterback position. Number two. If I can, I don't need you to be a great quarterback. All I need you to do is run a little bit. Now, we've got a bunch of running quarterbacks this season. We'll go through some, some quarterbacks that we like and, and where to take them and whatnot. We've got a bunch of runners this year. Some of them are sketchy. Some of them are sketchy. Some of them are a little bit dangerous. Because, like, for example, I'll just tell you which one. I don't want to hurt my boy, my Chicago fans' feelings. <laughs> But Justin feels a little sketchy, a little sketchy. I'm not sure if he's a quality fantasy producer. I think he will be. I'm a legs fan. I think he'll bring it around. But Justin Fields may be a little questionable. But beyond that, generally, we want those running quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that do it with the legs. So without further ado, let's get into quarterback strategy we're going to talk best ball. We're going to focus underdog uh, fantasy best ball. Of course, if you are not subscribed to the channel before we even get into it, this is the new DFS Army fantasy football YouTube channel. 
I would appreciate a subscribe. Um, we need to get uh, subscribed. It's a new channel that we're launching. We want to keep it specific to fantasy football, separated from the DFS so that we have different places to go. If you're into fantasy football, you come here. So smash the subscribe button. Do me a solid for me. It's your boy. Do it for me. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into the Shane. So starting right at the top, what are, what are you doing in best ball this season? Are you taking Josh Allen in round three? Are you, are you waiting? How do you approach best ball? No. Yeah. So, so generally speaking, no, I can't do it. I'm not taking Josh Allen. He's got an ADP of 28 right now. It's QB one. And that's just way too early for me. I just, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, I, the thing is, though, I've, I've started to I've, I've tend to diversify, right? But I like to have at least one of the top 10 to 12 quarterbacks, right? So typically my line of demarcation is right around the Tom Brady mark. He's going as QB9 at pick 78. So a guy like Tom Brady, anybody after that, it becomes a little bit sketchy, right? So you got Trey Lance, who is massive upside, but we don't know. He's a black box prospect right now, man. He started what, like? 17 games last year yes he started 17 games in college total okay that is a, the definition of what we don't know what we're going to get um but after that i mean you're looking at guys like matt stafford who yes stafford's, he's got his moments stafford's okay. great yeah yeah no, stafford if you look at what stafford did last year with the rams let's throw away the, my only concern with stafford is the back and injury situation coming about like that guy was putting up 24 points a game. He was wildly consistent last year. I like Stafford. Totally down. Totally down with Stafford. I think I think he's one of the safer bets, actually. And and Dak, there's a couple guys there. Dak, Stafford, that zone is fine for me. You're on mute. Sorry about that. So at the top of the list there, you've obviously got your elite guys. You've got your Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. We, everybody knows the names, right? In the middle of the draft, that's where you're going for Jalen Hurts. Who he's got the legs, but there's that risk because he's not very good at throwing the ball, at least not yet. We haven't really seen it yet. Kyler Murray, fantastic. Problem is Kyler Murray, he gets injured. He gets a sneeze. He gets a little dent on his shoulder. He stops playing. He becomes irrelevant to your team. Not then in love with his weapons. Yeah. Yeah, but then on the back half, you've got the older players. We've got Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. But here's the thing, Kevin. When you go down the list, the top 13, 14 quarterbacks, they can put up good points every single week. Even Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr has so many weapons now. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams is there, but he still has Darren Waller. He still has Hunter Renfro. So these are players that can put up points. And we're talking about QB 13, 14. So I would say if if there was ever a year to wait, this would be the year to wait. It's always a I year do, to wait. Yeah. My question to you, though, is do you think it makes sense? Because there are so many of these, like there's just a smattering of quarterbacks around QB 8 to 14, 15. Does it make sense to potentially reach and go and get a Josh Allen or go and get a Patrick Mahomes? Is that Would that make sense to you? Or it's just you're passing up way too much value with the skill position and – you would rather wait around seven, eight, nine to grab that quarterback. Yeah, no, it does not make sense. Uh, it does not make sense. You're not going to, it hurts your team. The only thing that you could really do if you take a Josh Allen, I never would. And I love Josh Allen. Um, but I, I would never take him in a best ball league early. Number one, for, for multiple reasons. Number one, because I can grab second and third quarterbacks extremely late in the draft. 
there are guys that are still floating around. And so now instead, if I don't, if I don't take elite Josh Allen and listen, some of these other guys will not Josh Allen will score 36 on occasion, 38. He will get you a score that you just can't get from the later guys generally, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Daniel Jones has a few good games um, that, that, uh, that a Tua Tagovailoa, you know, has a great game. Some of these guys that you can get later. So what I like to do in best ball is I like to have a yeoman like quarterback that is my baseline. And usually, again, that'll be one of these top 14 or 15 guys. So I'm hanging out in the Matthew Stafford zone, Trey Lance, Dak, who are all available pretty much in the uh, in the eighth round, ADP in the 90s. That's where I'm taking my quarterback. You want to know why? Because the position players at that point of the draft are really kind of bad, right? We've gotten past all of the decent, most of the decent running backs are gone. Um, even some of the good backup running backs are starting to be gone. You know, forget about elite wide receivers. Now we're in that zone. I'll give you the zone in at 90th ADP, just to give you an idea of who's which wide receivers are hanging out. That's like the Russell Gage, Tyler Lockett, really stinky cheese um, pass catcher zone, right? At running back, it gets even worse. When you're when you're talking about Matthew Stafford, this is where uh, at running back, uh, I'll give you who's who's around at that ADP in the 90s. You're talking, uh, you know, Tony Pollard, Cordero Patterson, Matthew Sanders, T- Miles Sanders types. So really what stinky cheese, right? It's getting ugly. Let's grab our quarterback. That's what you want. Now, Here's the thing. Number one, don't draft Mahomes at all. He has no weapons this year. It's very dangerous to take him. He's being drafted too high. But you start talking about stinky cheese running backs or or like the Russell Gages of the world, like WR3s that we're not super excited about. Yeah, okay, grab Matt Stafford there. That's where you take your quarterback. That's where you want to do it. Now, when you're going into the actual season, the guy who has Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, or took two of those guys, but generally, let's say your your league mates took one of those guys because you're taking the last one. They're all down basically one elite position player. The guy who took Josh Allen at 28 overall. And again, this is really important um, in the format of best ball. I never, ever end up with an elite quarterback for this reason. Um, the guy who took Josh Allen 28th overall, you know what he's giving up? He's giving up Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, um, Connor, Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Court, Cortland Sutton, e- elite players. Elite well, so here's wide receivers, elite running backs. You don't, you're at a disadvantage. That is hamstringing your team. Don't do that if you want to win. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, right? Like to your point, Al, Josh Allen could put up 36 in a week. He could win you your week. Fantastic, right? But on the season last year, he averaged 25 points per game. You look at a guy like Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford. These guys all average 21 points per game. So, yes, you're giving up some points. You're giving about four points per per week, excuse me, right, that you're going to be doing that. If you're drafting Melvin Gordon instead of like a Matthew Stafford and instead uh, versus drafting one of those QBs high, that's going to be sometimes six, seven, eight points every single week that you're going to be sacrificing. So it's tantalizing to really want to target these, these these quarterbacks up high. But the reality is, when you look at your replacement value for quarterback, you can even punt the position completely. Get Kirk Cousins, who's going to put up 20 points a week. But if you punt the position at, 
at the running back or the wide receiver position, you're giving up significantly more points on any given week. And so that is the argument why you should be punting these quarterbacks. It's just, it's all about replacement value. You want to put up the most points consistently. And guess what? For the most part, quarterbacks are pretty darn consistent. Yeah. The higher up you draft those skill position players, they're the ones that are consistent. Russell Gage is going to have a few good games here and there, but he's also going to have a few duds. That's the problem. And you don't know when the hell to start him. 100%. So having the other thing that we've discovered in studying the results of best ball, specifically best ball leagues. Now there's, there's two different approaches to best ball leagues and tournaments, and we can get into the differences uh, of that in, in tournaments. We really want to get a little bit of stacking going in our lineup. So if you're playing, for example, in the underdog, um, I forgot the name of it, but they're, they're mo one of their, you know, the puppy, the new, the new leagues, the ones with the big upfront prizes, the 2 million first, that point we need correlation in our lineups and i'm really not getting into that component although correlation is really critical again if you're going to try to win the big tournament if you're in a league and i i prefer leagues right i prefer leagues because you can win them frequently and you could really mm -hmm. turn it into a profitable venture because the field is incorrect about their strategy for best ball leagues they haven't figured it out and it's been very easy for me to cash in them um, just using basic, simple strategies, knowing, you know, just following my general approach to fantasy football, but also understanding that most of the league is just going to screw up their depth and they won't have players. They'll get zeros. And I, if you can avoid zeros, handcuff your running backs, you win your leagues, right? Um, it's even more important in leagues to wait on the quarterback position. In tournaments, we want to do a little bit of stacking with some correlation. So, you know, if, if you can in tournaments, if you start to notice that, oh, wow, I, I wound up drafting Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Corey Day, you know, like, holy shit, I got a lot of Jets. I eh, might as well grab Zach Wilson while you're at it. Um, speaking of Zach Wilson, let me let. So let's get into the actual quarterbacks that we like this season that we're targeting. Yes. At their current ADP. Keeping in mind that you're not going to get too many of the. We're going to try to mix it up with some some values late because this is best ball. So we're going to talk about guys who you, beyond the top 12 that might be um, really, really great values. We all know that Pat Mahomes and and actually I don't really love Pat Mahomes this year, but we all know Josh Allen. We know Herbert. We, we, we know these guys are good. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. We love Jalen Hurts, all of that. So those guys are great. So let's go a little bit beyond those early group and talk about some later round QBs that we're specifically targeting, maybe some that we're avoiding. So why don't you start us off? Give me somebody outside the top 12 that you're looking at this season, Shane. Yeah, outside the top 12. So first and foremost, Kevin, I just got, got a question for you. When you're building your best ball teams, how many quarterbacks are you typically going to draft? Are you Because you, you you like to wait on quarterback, are you taking three? Or you, it you depends on how two? bad my first quarter, how long I waited. If I have okay. a, a decent, for, if I have a Jalen Hurts, if I have a Tom Brady or a Dak or one of the top 12 or 13, I might only take two. I okay. want to use those spaces for other things. If I end up missing like the elite group and my first guy is Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, then I'll grab three. So if I'm taking them later and then the Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, I'll grab three. Yeah, but if I get somebody who I think is a 25 point a week guy, like a Stafford, then I'm just going to take two. And then I'll, I'll, I'll invest it. This is the other thing. I'm going to invest that in a running back that's a, a handcuff or a one hit away running back or an extra tight, a third tight end on my team, something like that. 
So yeah, it's it's two for me Oof. if I have a good one, three if I don't. So, um, so sh should we just get absolutely stinky just to start it off? Because this is like I'm talking. This guy's pretty much free in your drafts. Sure. But a player that, and actually, yeah, we got Mike in the chat here. But a player that we've been talking about, or a team that we should, we've been talking about as a sneaky team this year is going to be the Detroit Lions. They dealt with a lot of injuries last year, and Jared Goff. For all of his woes, he is capable at distributing the ball. And I think that's important. Now, we all love DeAndre Swift. The key to DeAndre Swift is he can get yards after the catch. Amon Ross St. Brown last year flew onto the scene, can get yards after the catch. He's super reliable. TJ Hawkinson was injured last year. He's going to be back. He's a top six, seven pass catching tight end in the league. And the thing about the Detroit Lions is, they they really do have that moxie. I think they outperformed last year. And Kevin, close your eyes. End of the season. Is it realistic to think that Dan Campbell could, could potentially be coach of the year this year? I mean, it's, it's an outside shot, but it's not unrealistic to think that. So if you want to get just filthy, now tip, I'm not taking Jared Goff as my first quarterback, but if you want to dig and you want to just fade the hell out of the quarterback position, I'm completely dra comfortable drafting Jared Goff as my QB too. And just understanding that he's got skill position players there. And when you really compare him to the other statue quarterbacks, I mean, he's, he's going to put up a standard 16, 17, 18 points per game per week. But the problem, the thing is he could get up to that Kirk cousins echelon and he could be putting up 19, 20 points per week because he has the skill position players. Oh, and by the way, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver that they drafted in round one this year, he's going to be hurt for the start of the season. There's a good chance he could be on the pup. But the man could have, dare I say, an Odell Beckham type rookie season where he misses a good part of the start of We're the all, season. All the Jameson Williams drafters are are dreaming about Odell, you know, coming in in week yeah. four and being awesome. Like, yeah, I think I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying draft Jameson Williams in your drafts. I'm saying draft Jared Goff because as the team gets rolling, as maybe these injuries pile up, they've got Jameson Williams coming in. And he's going to be the one. Oh, and of course, DJ Shark. No, which... no. I'm purposely forgetting about DJ Shark. <laughs> that was DJ Shark. Dude, I, I love DJ. He just. No. Man, he's he so disappointing. About, how do you say the skinny in Spanish? Somebody somebody hit me up with, how do you say the skinny? Because that's what that dude is. The skinny. He's like a string bean. A string bean. How do you say a string bean? Because uh, uh, Carlos Delgado used to call Sean Green the string bean. Uh, on the Mets in, in, in Spanish. And it was like La Flaco. And I forgot, I forgot what, what, what it was, but it was the funniest name. And he was like, Oh, cause he's skinny, like a string bean. And that's what I he's think. 199 of, uh, pounds. DJ he's Shark. Pounds. He's too he's small. Not that small. He's no, he's too small. Listen, I don't mind. I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. That's a guy that you want to take at the end of your draft and talking about guys yeah. you want to take at the end of the draft. And I know this is going to be like, Oh, you're a Jets fan. I don't play fantasy football based on my fandom. Sorry to uh, upset anybody out there that thinks otherwise. I have separate. I I separated my fan to the point where I'm really not a fan of any team anymore. I play this for money, and this is a business for me. But I like Zach Wilson for aforementioned reasons. If we all kind of like Elijah Moore this year, and everybody kind of likes Garrett Wilson, elite um, top wide receiver, and then Corey Davis is back. Okay, what about him? All right, they added some tight ends. The, the Jets offense added two offensive linemen. The team has revamped. Could it not be? And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but is it impossible? You talk about 
Um, you talk about uh, uh, the winter of Goff. How about the Jets replicate what the Bengals did last year, right? All of a sudden, some trash can team has two elite wide receivers. They they added a run. The running back's playing well. And all of a sudden, it's a great offense. I don't think it's out of the realm of things that could happen that Zach Wilson has a quality <laughs> fantasy season <laughs> in 2020. Listen, okay, it's okay, probably more of a dream. Please. It's yeah. probably more of a listen. I'm not saying build your team racks. I'm saying in in round, uh, you know, at ADP of 185, you don't have any quarterbacks on your team. You know, you could do a lot worse than Zach Wilson there, and I think he'll have a couple good games, even if he's the same as last year. He had three or three or four maybe games where he scored over 20 fantasy points. If he can get that to six or seven games, that's a that's a that's a great pick. For your best ball team, you're not starting him in any sort of season-long league. Let's not go crazy. It's he's, not a redraft play. This is a best ball play. He sits on your as, bench, but when he has that good game, he's elevated. Uh, sorry, sorry, Kev. He's going as QB 21 at 164 overall. I mean, he's basically free. You, you rounds 15, 16, like that's just and, – and here's the thing, right? Like you, you, you joked about Justin Fields at the start of the show because – the Chicago Bears have done nothing to support him. Absolutely nothing. Whereas the Jets are doing things to support their quarterback. They drafted Brees Hall, who we love. We absolutely love. And, and Brees Hall, for the quarterback, pretty good at catching the ball. Okay? We as love a lot more. The other, the other running back as yes, well, also a pass exactly. catcher. They brought in two tight ends. They're like, Jets are like, hey, one of you guys won't suck. We, we don't know which one until after, but we'll try for two. See, I like CJ Uzoma. I think CJ Uzoma is dreadfully undervalued. Look, he's not as great of a fantasy tight end, right? But he's a great tight end for a team. I don't care about if they're a good player. I only care about if they score fantasy points for my team to put money in my pocket. But he's going to help Zach Wilson be good and help Zach yeah, Wilson put money in your pocket. That's, that's what it's all about, right? It's about having outlets. It's about having players that can actually reliably catch the ball. I mean, like, I look over at, say, what Jacksonville's done, and they went out and they got a bunch of meh free agents, but they didn't really draft anybody for Trevor Lawrence. At least the Jets are trying to do something. Yeah, no, they, yeah they're you know? they're trying to – they're giving him a shot. If uh, Again, I, I allowed myself to drag a high the other day. I allowed myself to dream – that Zach Wilson wouldn't suck. And and I allowed the hope to seep in for just a minute. And then it was gone. And then it was gone. It was, it was momentary. Then it was gone. It seeped in. Then it was gone. I was like, I, I came back to reality. I was like, yeah, I had that thought with Mark Sanchez too. And that didn't work out. So I had let it seep in, but then I was like, all right, let's get real. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be great, but yeah, he's one of those guys. All right, let's move on to another um, quarterback. Again, let, let's move to the, towards the top. So, in the mm -hmm. top 12, top 12, forget the top six, seven, eight. I'm out. I'm not taking quarterbacks there. But towards the bottom end of the elite group, where is your line of demarcation to say, all right, you know what? I want one of these three or these four as my uh, build around guy. I don't care which one it is. You know, ADPs shift around a little bit, but, um, you know, there, there's a group. Uh, I'm going to actually, uh, there's a group of three really that kind of all go around the same point. It's Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Dak Prescott. They're all yeah. going in about 80 ADP. It's about eight. 
So of that trio, well, I'll start with this, Shane. Of that trio, mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Dak, who, by the way, I'll have I'll have one of those in almost every team. That's where I'm I'm hitting the button most of the time. Um, I don't I don't like to let it go too much beyond that because then you're really stuck with I think some sketchy guys that you really don't want, mm -hmm. like an Aaron Rodgers or a or a Kirk Cousins or a Fields as your primary guy. That means you're forced to take three. I don't like it. So if I'm only going to take two, it's one of those three. Which which one do you like of that group? See, Clifford this is kind that. of the easy answer for me, but I, I'm typically going after Dak. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm with you, Clip. For one, he's going a little bit later. So if you're right around the turn, you can go and you can probably fade Dak because, look, he's got a little bit of stink. You talk about stinky cheese, Kevin. He's got some sticky cheese on nah, him. Right now. I mean, so, he had injury well, issues last year. I don't know why people don't love that Dak. He's awesome. Well, he, he he came back from that horrific what was it an ankle injury from two years ago last year. It was his first year back. He had to remember. Do you remember? You you watch Hard Knocks. I'm sure he had the shoulder injury throughout mm -hmm. uh, most of the off season, so he really wasn't throwing the ball. And he came out. He looked rusty. And then his his stud, his best friend, his buddy Zeke got hurt. Amari Cooper had COVID. Like it was just a bad year for the Cowboys in general. Okay, Amari Cooper's gone. Dak Prescott's another year removed. Hopefully, because one of the things we liked about Dak before was that he had a little bit of rushing upside. He didn't really rush last year, so hopefully, Dak can return again this year. CD Lamb is going to take a step forward. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. If you're talking about dynasty, I would put CD Lamb easily in the top three or four dynasty wide receivers. But Jalen Tolbert is another great pass catcher. Uh, Tony Pollard, who I think battled injuries as well last year, he hopefully is going to be healthy. I'm just I'm talking about weapons, right? So Dak Prescott, he's a player that I think can be consistent. The Cowboys in general, their defense is probably going to take a step back. Okay, the NFC East is wide open, but it's also going to be shootout games. So that's what we like to see. Lots of opportunity for shootouts. And the thing that I like the most about the Cowboys, Kevin, they have a fast pace of play they're one of the fastest teams in the nfl which means he's going to throw the ball a lot it doesn't matter if they're up or if they're down they're throwing the ball a lot yeah. and that's what i want to see out of Dak prescott and so typically that's the guy that i'm going to be airing towards but to be honest i don't have a problem with any of these guys i'm happy to take any of them i like that because he's the latest and i like that because for all the reasons we liked him before the injury i i like him right now so that that's my choice right yeah. there I actually should have added Stafford because that would be the guy I'm going to take. And I'll take him after Dak okay. goes of the trio that I mentioned. I, I like Dak the least. I like Dak the least. Uh, I definitely prefer Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, is, is a touchdown machine. He's trying to, trying to throw for tutties. He likes the records. Um, he's good for three, four touchdowns every single week, except the one week where I only play him on, that, remember last year when they played the Jaguars, like that he scored not, or the box. I don't remember that one game where he just, Oh no, no. When he it's went to the saints, right? When he went, Oh, it was a saints game. That was horrible. Yeah. When he went to new England. Ooh, not good. But except for those times, you know, Tom Brady's good for probably 30, 28 to 30 fantasy points per week. I love Russell Wilson. I'm fading clipboard. Jesus, his, his opinions. <laughs> I'm fading his, his hot takes. And I'm going the opposite. He's not regressing in Denver. He's what? he's being unleashed in Denver. He regressed in Seattle with Pete Carroll trying to run the football. No, no. I love Russell Wilson this year. He is a legit top five guy. Love him. Um, but, you know, if he's he's not there, he's just there two rounds early. I'm very happy with Stafford as the guy that I built my team around. Um, he's 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 the latest ADP of this whole group. 
Now, on the flip side, a couple of warning players. So we talk about players that we like, but I, I like to focus on strategy for quarterback more than anything else. Make sure you're waiting. Make sure you're not drafting one. Don't be one of the be one of the last to take the first quarterback in your league. It's okay if you took the last quarterback to not be the last to take a second quarterback because you need a guy who's a little bit better. If you're going to take, let's say, uh, you know, a, a Tua or a uh, or a Trevor or somebody like that, or if, as your first, now you need three and you need three mediocre guys to make up for the one. But grab one. Of, there's a couple guys that I specifically don't want to draft. And I think they're just not good plays at all. And, and I mean, it's a lot of the guys that you're paying up for, but um, think about Aaron Rodgers. The guy lost his ultimate weapon this season. There's no more Devontae Adams over there. It's he's throwing to Lazard and Aaron Jones. It is not a good scene. And that does not Aaron Rodgers doesn't function well without quote unquote his guys. So I don't think we're going to see an upseason at all. I think they're going to focus the run more. They're going to play some defense. They're playing bad teams. They can play Chicago. You know, they're playing teams that can't really score. I, I do not like Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I will not try. He will not be on at his ADP. He's going ahead of, you know, even Derek Carr, for example. Um, I mean, he's at the right ADP in, in reality, but it's not looking good. And I don't, yeah, Sammy Watkins. Come on. He's not even going to make the team. Um, stop, stop. I don't think he's going to make the team. I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. He's somebody I'm fully avoiding. What, um, what do you think, uh, Shane? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers, he's got 103 ADP. He's going as QB 13. I've ranked at QB 14. I'm kind of the same as you, man. Like I, I, the, the only reason he's there is because he's Aaron Rodgers. But when you look at the team and what they're doing around him, like they haven't done anything like, yeah, I like Christian Watson. Sure. He's fine, but not as a cube, not as a wide receiver one. For this QB, and we no, no, know no. That Aaron, it takes it takes time for Aaron Rodgers to get it, comfortable. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's it's, it's cool. all these veteran guys. It's like Tom Brady, man. He's got a circle of trust, and if you're not in a circle of trust, yeah. you might as well be out, right? So Aaron Rodgers worries me a ton. And then just this week, he was talking about how he quote thinks about retirement all the time. His head's not in the game. I just don't know what the hell, man. It's to me, it's just it's too risky. It. I just get these vibes that no. yeah. he could be checked out and then you're just going to have a lackluster season. There's no, give me, give me a guy that you're avoiding. We, we know Rod avoid Rod. Only donkeys are, are drafting Aaron Rodgers here. Don't do that. Don't yeah. be that guy. So, Don't okay. Be that so guy. He, he's elevated on reputation. People forgot that two years ago because he had a good fantasy season. Two years ago, he was terrible. So give me your next, give me another one to avoid. Or do you have, cause I got some others. I have a quarterback that I'm not drafting. I would much rather draft either a guy before him or a guy after him, but it's really so. Okay. So when you look at the quarterbacks again, Lamar, Jalen hurts, Kyler Murray go off the board. And right after that at pick at as QB seven at pick 69 overall on, on underdog is Joe Burrow. And then after that, you can wait two rounds to get Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, et cetera. Joe Burrow worries me for a few reasons, okay? So first of all, yes, he had a fantastic season last year, but I feel like people are just remembering the playoff run. And even then, they it was still a balanced attack. So the ultimate upside, I mean, he scored 21 points per game. You might as well get Kirk Cousins, who scores 19, and get him like six rounds later. The price you have to pay for Joe Burrow, you're paying for the breakout. The problem is Joe Burrow doesn't have that elite upside with his legs he can run he can make get a first down when he needs to but he's not going to go tuck the ball and run the ball and the quarterbacks that are being drafted around him 
will do that. Jalen Hurts will do that. Kyler Murray will do that. Joe Burrow won't. I love Joe Burrow. Fantastic quarterback for fantasy football. He ain't going to be on my team. I can tell you that, Kevin. Yeah, actually, I really like that pick, and and um, I agree for the same reason. Joe Burrow is a great real-life quarterback and a good fantasy quarterback, but just not worth. Um, he's overhyped a little bit in terms of his fantasy production because of what the team did. I like the team. I like the weapons, all of that, but they do want to run the football, and they will run it when they can. And Joe Burrow's not a runner. He's not much of one anyway. He's not a rush-for-touchdowns guy generally. he's you know He can run if he needs to but he's not doing it. There's nothing special enough about Joe Burrow's fantasy production to reach for him. For example, yeah, at, at, you know, at take at pick take set, Matt 69, Stafford. other than yeah. that, it's awesome that Joe Burrow is ADP is 69. <laughs> Joe cool. That's awesome. But it. beyond that, there's no reason to reach for it because you can get the same thing for Matthew Stafford two and a half to three rounds later, Matthew Stafford averaged more fantasy points per game than Joe Burrow. He's got fucking Cooper cup. On his team. It doesn't have to be hard, Kevin. It doesn't have to be no, hard. Not. Let's not it's overthink this one. Um, another guy that you should not draft this year. Do not draft him. This quarterback is going at ADP on underdog. And underdog in best ball, this is especially egregious. He's going at ADP of 122.9, 123 at the moment. And that's Deshaun Watson. And listen, I loves me some Deshaun. And I'm really hoping for his career that we get a happy ending. And he comes back and he does his thing. Was that on purpose? I threw that in there. I love it. That's, that's I threw that in you're, there. You're a poet, Kevin. You're I was I was thinking about that. I, I worked in that line. I, I hope so. But I just read an article in the New York Times about 66 more women that gave him massages. Is When the New York Times is talking about you, the New York slimes are talking about you, you know, it's going to put pressure on the NFL to suspend this guy. And... You know, his lawyer, his lawyer, I got to love, by the way, clipboard reminded me of his lawyer. The lawyer comes out on a radio show last week and he goes, there's nothing illegal about happy endings. It's totally legal. <laughs> oh, it totally is. As long as you don't pay extra, it's totally allowed. It's a gray area. We'll go with that. Listen, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody what they're into. They're taboo fetishes. The guy's got something he likes to do. If it's consensual, it's fine. The problem no is... No one was forced to do anything. No one even is claiming that. But in the end of the day, in the end of the day, the NFL, they're, you know, they're they're all powerful and they can do whatever the hell they want. So there's a great chance that this guy is going to miss six games. They could suspend him for a year. It could be reduced to eight games or six games. I think, I hope, as a Deshaun Watson um fantasy owner in many dynasty leagues many all of them i have him in every league i acquired Deshaun watson last year in every league after i read the reports from these women and i could tell based on the accusation that nothing illegal happened because you read it and you read the the woman's point of view and she didn't claim anything illegal happened so it's like oh he didn't break any law he's not going to jail right i was like he's not going to jail i'm acquiring this guy you know this isn't a my you know this isn't a situation like a Henry Ruggs, he's going to jail. Goodbye. This was a guy. He wasn't going to jail. But the NFL now, and I figured I could wait the year. I was hoping that he would get the suspension last year and we suck it up. Now it looks like we're going to lose maybe half of the season. And it's crazy to take a player who's going to be suspended for multiple games in best ball. Understand, best ball, I need my quarterback scoring for me every single week. It's a cumulative score. You're not in the playoffs. You're not making it. 
It's a cumulative score. So don't take Deshaun Watson. He's going way too high for a guy who will not be. It's actually ridiculous. If you're if you're taking Deshaun Watson in best ball, time, time mark this. Hold on. Let me say that again. 30 minutes, 36 minutes. If you're taking Deshaun Watson in best ball leagues in 2022 at ADP of 123, you're a donkey. All right, the guy is not going to play for six games. You cannot do that and win your league. It's stupid. Don't do it. It's that simple. Boom. I like it. I I got nothing more to add other than it looks bad. Uh, I saw that article today too, and uh, it it just seems like there's there's always something more that gets added on, and unless. If you're doing a hundred of these, you want to throw a few darts fine, but it's the same reason we're not drafting DeAndre Hopkins because we know for sure he's going to miss six games. Only Deshaun Watson could he could miss the entire season for all we know. We just don't know. He can go into commissioner's exemplist. We just don't know what's going to happen. Doesn't even matter. Risk. There's no, no. The, the upside is not there. Like even he comes back, he's not leading your team to it's just a quarterback. He's not leading your team, your best ball team to a champion. You're already out of it because you wasted a pick on a quarterback who didn't play for the first eight weeks. It's like I get enough injuries on my best ball teams I got to deal with without purposefully drafting guys who aren't playing. That is a terrible approach. Now, Shane, I'm going to give you a guy that I think can be elevated that no one likes. We're going to talk. No one likes a quarterback, but maybe he doesn't suck that bad. I'm going to give you another one. Maybe, maybe he will be good. Seems unlikely but a speculative good. And that's Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, interesting. The reason I'm throwing his name out is this. Listen, he looked terrible last season. The team hasn't done a whole lot to improve at (laughs) wide receiver either. But what they did do was get rid of what might have been the single most incompetent coaching staff. I don't know about about the history of the NFL, but probably the most incompetent coaching staff that we've seen Maybe since like Richie Kotite was, you know, coaching the Eagles and the Jets back in the um, back in the 80s, this or or the early 90s, this was a shit show and no one could have been successful. But we still have the memory of what was, quote unquote, the most like elite quarterback prospect to come out of the out of college. Since Andrew Luck, this was a guy who was a can't miss elite franchise quarter who looked like shit. I think it was the coaching staff. I think it was. Now, I'm not going to tout the weapons. I don't think I think I don't I don't understand why you pay Christian Kirk. I don't understand why you paid him that much money. It's a premium to go to Jacksonville. That's what that's all it was. I mean, the guy wasn't that good. Like, get somebody if you're gonna pay a premium, you know, get Allen Robinson. I don't know, get somebody good. But Christian Kirk is just a guy. They still have Marvin Jones Jr. Um, you know, I got nothing good. Travis Etienne, I think, is a pass catcher. That's nice. That's nice. Okay, so here's the thing, okay? So he was tied for the league lead with 17 interceptions last year, but he was the stone worst at most interceptable passes. He threw 50 interceptable passes last year, meaning that chance, like high probability of being intercepted. He got lucky with only 17, but he led the league. That's a, that's a problem, right? Brutal. So Brutal. much of that could be 
brought down to decision making in game, which for when look, when you've got the track record that Trevor Lawrence has from college, and then he comes in and absolutely just lays an egg in his first season, it points strictly on one person, the head coach. The coaches did not do a good job. It was just the dysfunction for a rookie quarterback who as the, the number one overall pick in the NFL, he had all these expectations. He, he, it was just the pressure was just too much. Yeah. It now was he, too it was, much. I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out. Um, teams, it, it, this is the National Football League. You can't be unprepared. So you can't be poorly coached. It doesn't work in the NFL. I think that's what happened. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But that's a speculative tournament play. You definitely don't want to bank a season on him. Listen, it's just Ugh. one of those names where if it does what he can run, Trevor Lawrence can run for touchdowns like he has skills across the board. It could have been Lawrence just sucking. I hope not. I got him in a bunch of dynasty leagues, so I hope not. I hope he turns it around. We'll see. I have, I you know, I have some hope for him. You know, other guys in this range too, though. It would it blow my mind if, for example. Some uh, I, like even Daniel Jones, like it wouldn't blow my mind for Daniel Jones, who had quality fantasy production on a K. I wouldn't want to have to start him every week. These are best ball plays. This is like, can he pop for 25 plus fantasy points four times, maybe five times? If he can, that it's already a win. Any of these yeah. guys, because you're getting them at the very, very end of your draft. Again, you're getting them in the stinkiest cheese part of the draft. There's no one left. You know, you're like, who am I going to take? Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, or Daniel Jones? That's the, that's. Let, let me ask you something, Kevin, because I'm, I'm, so I'm writing an article for the website right now. It's talking about the quarterbacks with the most approved this year, because you look at the quarterback class for next year, and it is quite strong, right? You've got Bryce Young. You've got CJ Stroud, um, Will Levis, Levis, Will Levis. It, it, and then there's, I think there's about, I'm not a Debbie guy, but there's about six guys deep that legit could go in round one next year. Okay. So these quarterbacks that are on the brink, the Daniel Joneses of the world, I would even throw Jalen Hurts in there because, yeah, no, you know, Jalen Hurts, great is passer, he's got, he's got, I, he's got, I have he, an in with Howie. You do. I like that. We should talk about that after. Who would you think is most likely going to lose his job next year? Do you think Trevor Lawrence? Probably not, right? No. Probably okay. Justin Fields could. Um, Daniel Jones certainly could. Daniel Jones is highly likely to not be back next year, right? Um, you've got Drew Locke, who I don't even think he'll start this year. Uh, I, you've got Sam Darnold or the Panthers, whatever. That's a that's an open spot for next year. Um, but you want a little mysterious ones that that you would be surprised or you're not expecting. I don't think Carson Wentz is the answer in Washington. I think he's going to be a goner. Matt Ryan should be a goner. Already we hit five. The, the, the Matt Ryan, maybe a year or two. I actually think Matt Ryan will be okay with the Colts, but he could be gone too after one year. That's five guys. Tampa's going to need a quarterback. We're at six. Maybe the Saints with Jameis Winston. That's seven. It's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will get another couple of years. Zach Wilson, no matter how bad he does, will get another year. Justin Fields, maybe, if he's terrible. But I saw enough out of Fields last year where I don't think that'll be the case. I think he'll get this year. He'll get another year beyond. So, But we already identified seven situations where yeah. quarterback is definitely a problem. It, it is not resolved. And, you know, these teams will be getting quarterbacks 
next season. They're all and, and Tampa, if if Brady, I don't know if I meant, but if Brady doesn't come back, Tampa will need one as well. So there's plenty of need at the quarterback position. But these youngsters, I think Trevor Lawrence, no matter what he does, I think Zach Wilson probably gets another year, no matter what he does. I think um Lance, we'll see how he does, but yeah, I also think he'll get a second year. Yeah, he'll get it a won't, second year. It won't, it, it won't be just one. Yeah. So, oh, and uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, I guess, you know, we'll see how. I don't think Pitts, I think Pittsburgh's going to roll with the kid. So, Kenny Pickett will get at least this year and next yeah. year for and, sure. And he'll get sure. two years. Yeah, for sure. So, just to kind of put a bow on this, because we're, we're, we're getting right up there, one of the strategies that I would highly recommend if you choose to wait on drafting a quarterback, if you decide to go and get a Tom Brady at pick 78 or a Russell Wilson at 76, or even Matt Stafford at 92, one of the players, if you're willing to go bang, bang, I love the idea of going Trey Lance at pick 92. He's being drafted as QB 12 overall. I haven't ranked him at QB 10, but the upside is there. The upside is massive. Don't let Jimmy Garoppolo scare you off. Cal Shanahan said it just last week that the intention is that the Niners are going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo or they'll probably cut him. I mean, realistically, they'll cut him. There's no dead cap. There's no risks to the team because um, he'll demand he'll demand to be cut. So you know, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is an interesting speculative, very late um, QB. He has like, no upside, though, in my opinion. He's just got uh, no upside. There's no yeah, sex he, appeal, man. It was worse on. Don't judge him based on San Francisco. San Francisco plays a certain style. They want to mm -hmm. run the football, but you know, I don't. I don't agree. I think if he goes to Carolina, I why guess. Not? Yeah, I guess because the sporting cast is so good. I get it. I yeah, guess maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. He's talking about, yeah, I think if he goes to Carolina, which is where he should go, because the because Pete Carroll and Seattle are talking about donkeys. Mm. They're donkeys. Pete, but, Pete Carroll for all you for all you Seattle fans out there. Pete Carroll, awesome dude, great coach. He had his moment. Dude just got to retire. He's got to go into the sunset. Maintain his dignity yeah. because the last but, thing that Seattle wants to do is fire him, right? The, the style they play is not conducive. Um, and no. that's what I'm saying with Russ Wilson. It hurt him. It hurt his fantasy, but he'll do much better in Denver, even though Denver's a um, a run first team as well. But but ideally, if he goes to Carolina. So that's an interesting late round pick as well. But yeah, I like, I like the Trey Lance call. I like a running quarterback. I already talked about that. Everybody who's got the legs and knows how to use them, that's my thing. I want running quarterbacks. So I'm down with Trey. He doesn't need to do anything. Um, and he's not worse than Jalen Hurts, who last year already gave us a lot of great production. The big difference for me between Lance and Hurts, though, is the 49ers know how to run for touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And this is my concern with Trey Lance. Like, they know how to run for touchdowns, not with their quarterback. They know yeah. how to do it with, with Debo, if, if he's still there, which I think he will be. They know how to do it with Elijah or Tyrion or whoever's uh, playing the running back position. So they're not going to need to smash... Trey Lance at the goal line the same way that like the Eagles would because they don't really have a good running team they can't get the touchdown with the running back they need the quarterback to to do a little bit of sneakiness to get in there that's how the Eagles get in that's why Jalen Hurts has been so great whereas the 49ers they know how to run for touchdowns like really well their, their blocking scheme and whatever they do in the running game is is really fantastic. So that's my one concern with him. But I I have a ton of Trey Lance already. I love him, and I don't mind the double tap up there. Although again, I don't think it's necessary, especially in best ball. I I the the correct way to to we'll we'll do more just strategy. overall best ball strategy stuff because I really want to teach everybody. Um, Tattoo was in here before, 
And last year, I was kind of going through a lot of the best ball strategy. I brought a bunch of people in. We did drafts together. And we'll do that this year. Just live stream some drafts to explain what we're doing and why. But um, with the I, again, you you give up your advantage when you double tap it. You want yeah. the player advantage in best ball. I want to have a better running back or wide receiver or a great tight end when somebody else doesn't have one. You know how you win in best ball? You take Mark Andrews in round three, and then I don't have to have three tight ends. I can just rely on that one guy, and then I take a second one as a backup. But like, you don't need elite three tight ends. You could get one. So if I skip quarterback, everybody else took one, but I took a luxury tight end. You know, I'm again, I'm ahead of the game. I've got a tight end score in thirty. Everybody else got guys who are there eking. 8, 12, 13 fantasy points a week, and I've got a 20-point guy. So uh, my advantage is uh, exponential in that scenario. So that's kind of how, how I play it. So I don't like the double yeah. tap. No, I think what, just what I thought general, you were going to say. Well, and, I, I think, so, so just to, to add to that, I think that the, you know, the strategy is more so, when you look back last year, Jalen Hurts was a league winner, right? You go back a couple of years, Lamar Jackson was a league winner. What, what do these guys have in common? There's still a little bit of uncertainty about their, their general role. You can get them later in drafts as a QB, 10, 11, 12, right? But then you go and make sure you pair them up with the safety. I thought what they had in common was that before they broke out, the bold call called the breakouts. There you go. That's that what they that. had in common. They all have that in common as well. But you get somebody a little bit safer, right, to, to maintain that, that upside. But, man... Like you talk about, we talked about um, Josh Allen had 36 points per week upside. Jalen Hurts was doing that last year too. Trey Lance can do that this year. And you don't want to draft last year's best team. You want to draft this year's best team. And Trey Lance, as a QB2 or as your second quarterback in your duo, he's the guy who can absolutely buoy you to a, a championship in your best ball league. And that's yeah. what we're trying to go for right now. He's got he's got all the upside of a Hurts last season. And, and basically, he's going in the same spot. So... I like that as well. The only reason I'm not more excited about Trey Lance is because some, for some reason he's going before Matthew Stafford, which I just think is backwards. Matthew Stafford is a better, safer pick and will score, I, I would guess, more fantasy points over the course of the season than Trey Lance. So like, yeah, that's I, mean, it, I mean, they're based, they're back to back. Yeah, they're, they're back to back. So back. like, that's the only thing. That's the only reason. Like, it's just a little weird that Stafford is behind him. I think Stafford should be ahead, but, but beyond that, yeah, I like it. I like a running quarterback and I, I think a little bit less, I think fields to a lesser extent. Listen, what if fields is yeah. good all of a sudden? Yeah. Could happen. I'm not, I'm not saying that's not out of the question. So let's wrap it up here, Shane. That wraps it up for the bowl call. This is the quarterback show. Um, we kind of covered everything, but again, focus on strategy. That's really, really more important than anything else. Wait to take your first quarterback. Um, and then in best ball, judge who that first quarterback is. You probably only need a second one. You probably don't need three. Or if you get a third one, take them very, very late, like the Jimmy G's, the Goff that you mentioned. One of those kind of turds, no offense, um, <laughs> really late. I, I actually prefer like a Zach Wilson or Daniel Jones yeah. in that zone because I think they have a little bit more upside. But um, one of those guys, if you need a third, if, if your guys are weak, Give yourself a little advantage on your league mates by having an extra elite position player. Remember, guys, if you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit the like button. Drop a comment. Tell us any quarterbacks in the comment section. 
that you're not drafting this year? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you off? Who outside of the top 12 do you think can break into the top 12? Pop a comment in the comment section and make sure to subscribe to the channel. We'll be back all throughout the offseason. This is our new DFS Army Fantasy Football channel. So it's really important that you guys subscribe and like so that we kind of get it out there. And, you know, we see that you're out there watching these. So we are inspired to keep hammering these out. And we, Shane and I, Private Shane and I, we're going to talk you through how to smash these best ball leagues. We're going to start drafting them together. Don't mock ever. Do a $5, do a $5 league. Never mock. Do a league, right? It's more fun. And when you're good at it, you get paid at the end of the season. So we're going to teach you how to be good, how to get paid at the end of the season. If you're not signed up at Underdog Fantasy, of course, go to Underdog Fantasy right now. And if you use promo code DFS Army, you get a hundred dollar deposit match, which is awesome, by the way, private chain, because mm -hmm. um you put in a hundred bucks, you get to enter two hundred dollars worth of leagues. Five bucks. That's that's 40 drafts for a hundred dollars. Puppies, baby. Yeah, 40 if puppies. You can't, or, or the puppies, the puppies yeah. of the tournament. Again, I am recommending leagues above tournaments. Tournament has its own little strategy. There's a there's a stacking involved with some correlation, but more so. And this is the most important part, Shane. It feels good to win, and it's really hard to win in the puppy, right? You could do it, but you're going to have to draft a lot of games, and that's a whole different thing, and do that, but build your game around these leagues. That's how I, my, my account goes up in value every year. It's like I'll do 20% puppies, but 80% of my money is in these leagues because they're very winnable. As a matter of fact, I'll do some of them live stream with the audience where I'll just throw the link out there. You guys get in there. The hard part is it's hard to draft against people who are listening to you tell what your strategy is before you do it. That's not my favorite thing in the world. But, <laughs> you know, it's harder. It's harder to really... I'd, I'd rather draft against strangers than people who are watching the stream. But that's the best way to learn the approach because I can really, you know, understanding which positions, where to hedge, where to take... It's a great approach this season with waiting on running backs. The dead zone of running backs is actually spectacular this year, and it's great, and that's where I want to live. So we'll get into all of that as the bold call moves on. Um, and, le yeah, let's wrap it up right there. So for Shane, for myself, guys, good luck this season. We'll see you back on the bold call. Like, subscribe, follow me at FFootballGeek on Twitter. Follow Shane at the Flex Network 1. Couldn't get the main Flex Network. Had to put a 1 at the end of it. Pretty fucking lame. The worst. <laughs> but whatever. And we'll see you guys next time on another bowl call. Deuces.